Okay, tonight's uh, shear has been sponsored by Dr. Paul and Carol Block in honor of the yardside of their grandmother, Tzipara Reiza Bas Rav Yosef Yitzchok. May her neshama have an aliyah. It's, it's also, um, it's co-sponsored, and I see over here the name. The name is uh, Ramosha Tversky. Ramosha Tversky, you know, was killed al Kiddush Hashem. He was davening Shemona Esra, and a terrorist came and killed him in the middle of Shemona Esra. He was wearing his talus and tefillin in Haranov. Ramosha ben Aravitzak Asher. So it's also Le'ilun Shmasa Hashem, one of the great tzaddikim. Um, also, people wanted me to mention that in the schus of our learning, our Isairus is uh, Rabbi Baruch's wife, Aninor Bas Zoya. It's Hashem, she should have Rach Meshamayim, she should have Rafur Shleima. And there's a young, uh, there's a young 20, 21-year-old person that was in a terrible, terrible car accident. We should be mispelled, he should be healthy and holy and should be able to walk and to talk. Just like before, Michal Rachamim Ben Mazal. It's a Shavar of Fuashleimer. All right. Yeah. Um, what I want to talk about tonight is that the topic was I use the word occult, but it's not such a. And you'll understand in a minute what's happening over here. Also, I looked today and yesterday. I must have spent, I don't think I'm exaggerating, about five hours looking for somebody that asks a question. So either my question is not a question, or it's such a good question that nobody asked it. I like to think it's the latter, obviously. But I want to share with you, as we present the shir today, I have a very, something that's really bothering me. And I want to share it with the Oilam today. And, and I want to say a little bit, uh, a mahalach, a little bit of a way of, of answering this, this question. So the, the part of the parsha that I want to talk about is the story of Eliezer, Eved Avram, that Eliezer is sent to find a shidduch for Yitzchak. And he comes to the mishpacha, to the family of uh, Avram Avinu. And he comes and he, and he has a conversation with Hashem which is rare that the Torah talks about the conversations that people have with Hashem. You know, I guess Eliezer was the first Breslover. He's doing his boidudus over here by the shaykas, by the Ein Amayim. Yeah, that's why there's a, uh, there's a shalshelis on Vayoymar, because he was screaming, yeah? Yeah, Abba. Anyway, and this is what he says. He says... Um, he makes, he makes like sort of a, of a deal, like, a, like a, um, the word is like a sign that who is going to be the right girl. And he says the following, The girl that I tell her, Bring down your jug, the eshta, and I will drink. And she'll say, You drink, ashke. And also your camels I will give to drink. That will be a proof that it should be for your servant Yitzchak. And I will know that you did chesed with my master 
Either Avram, Yitzchak, who exactly his Adon is, it's a question. So what did Eliezer, let's take a moment. Eliezer is being given a tremendous, tremendous task that he should be the one that should keep, bring Klal to the world, the ultimate Shidduch. So what does he do? He plays a trick. And he says, if I go over to a girl and she says the following thing, I know that she's the right one. And the Gebar Antinus says something. He says, there are three people, there's three people who do not ask properly. And Eliezer is, is that one. Yeah? Because let's say he goes over to the girl. And maybe she has one leg. Or maybe she's not, a, she's a knani. Or maybe she has like terrible midas. Or maybe she's a, a yeke. I don't know. I mean, all kinds of terrible things that might happen, you know, with the shidduch. I'm sorry. Well, it's like a figurative thing. Yeah. So it could be all terrible, uh, terrible, uh, you know, situations. Come up, temanit, mashu kazeh. Toda bishvus varadim, temania. Yeah, there's everything in by Svadim is also by Ashkenazim, you know? Like the Moroccans are Hungarian, the Yemenites are Yekis. It, it, all, it all lines up the same. Yeah? The same racism we have across the board. Yeah. Anyway, so the idea is, so, so how, could he, how could he play this trick? What, what if he got the wrong situation, you know? So that's, so that's one thing, that, like, why did Eliezer, how, why did he do this? Not only that, if you look later on, if the, the whole, the whole uh, event that happened, and, and she, she does it right, she says, you drink, and then, and then the, the camels, and then he says the following, he uh, the camels finish drinking. And he gives her all this jewelry. And then he asks her, And then he asks her, Whose daughter are you? Right? Now, what did he just do? And also says that when he gave her the jewelry, what did he do? He was already in Makadasha. Right? But, but what was one of the conditions that Avram Avinu said? It has to be somebody from my family. So how could he first give her the jewelry and then ask her, who are you? Why did he do that? It, and the other part of it is, later on, when he relays the story, he reverses it. When he tells the story later on, what does he say? First I asked her who she is, and then I gave her the jewelry. But it's not what happened over here. First he gave her the jewelry, and it was Makadasha, and then he asked her who she is. What's going on? And there's a lot of questions here. Question number one. What, what is the trick that he said? He said, is she first going to give to me to drink and then to my camels? What's a famous halacha that everybody knows? If you have animals, you have to give your animals first and then you have to give to yourself. So comes Rav Moshe Feinstein and he says a proof from this medrash, from this Gemara, that from here we see that's only in respect to eating, not in respect to drinking. When in respect to drinking, it can go the other way around. The halacha lamaisa is that if you're about to have a drink of water and you have the dog there, whatever that, whichever kind of disgusting animal you have inside your house, so then this thing, you have to give him, right? You don't have to give him to drink. To eat, you have to give. For people keep chickens, whatever it is. So if, you got, if you're drinking, so you don't have to give your chickens to drink first. That's what Rabbi Feinstein says. But the problem is that that's a chiddush lalacha. It's not, it's not so simple that he set it up. But the biggest problem is the following problem. There's an Issa Minatoira to be Menachesh. There's an Issa Deir Isa. What is the Issa Deir Isa? And I want to read it to you.
from the Rambam. The Rambam in his Hilchus Avedah Zohar, Perik Yudalef, Halacha Dalet, says the Rambam, En Menachshem Kagoyim. We are not allowed to be superstitious like non-Jews. Shenem Aloy Senachshu. Keitzad Hu Anachash. What does it mean? I'm eating a piece of bread and it fell down from my mouth. I'm holding a stick and it fell. I'm not leaving the house today. Because I won't be successful. Or somebody sees, uh, we talk about a black cat, right? But in the, in the Rambam, the Rambam says somebody sees a fox passing on his right. So he says, I see a fox passing on my right. I might be cheated in business. All kinds of things. People hear the birds chirping. It's going to be like this or like that. So says the Rambam, and he continues, and he says, A person who makes signs for himself. If this happens to me, meaning if three black cars pass me, then I'm going to buy Disney stock. Yeah? It's a good idea, by the way. And if not, if three black cars don't pass me, he's not going to do it. And who does this like? Eliezer, Eved Avram. Like Eliezer, Eved Avram. When the Rambam writes down the halacha about the Isra of Menachesh, what's the description that he brings? He brings a description of Eliezer, Eved Avram. Not only is it Asa, you get Malchus, you get whipped. For doing something like this. Who is Eliezer Avram? What was his name? His name was Domestic Eliezer. How could Eliezer do such a terrible Avera? So over here the Castle of Mishnah says that perhaps a Benoyach is not obligated in Nichush. A Benoyach is not obligated. But it's not true because they bring many, many proofs to this idea that a Benoyach also is not allowed to do something like this. The Ravid in the middle says very sharp words against the Rambam. The Ravid says the Rambam is a shibush godl. What the Rambam is saying is a big mistake. Sharei dov is a mutter v'mutter. It's mutter and mutter. That's the Lashon of the Ravid. V'ulai hiteyu haloshen. Maybe he made a mistake from a Gemara. I'm going to tell you the Gemara in a second. I explain to you why, what the proof, what he thinks the Rambam made a mistake. And then he finishes off in a very, How could the Rambam say about Eliezer, such a tzaddik, If they were here, they would whip the Rambam in the face with fire. That's what the Ravid says about the Rambam. Very strong words about the Rambam. So there seems to be a machlekes here, the Rambam and the Ravid. Are you allowed to be Menachesh? And did Eliezer do a Nichush? Okay? So comes the, uh, the Kesef Mishnah and he says he has an answer to this problem. And what is the answer to the problem? If you look at the Psukim over here, I just read to you the Pasuk that first he gave to her the... Uh, the jewelry, and then he asked the basmiat, right? So that is the opinion of Rashi. But the opinion of the Svarna, the Ramban, the Rashbam, is exactly the opposite. They say 
that really what happened, listen to the words. I want to read to you the Pasuk. The words are, ish, And the man took, he didn't give it to her. He held it in his hand. That's how the Ramban learns. First he asked her, what's your name? And then only afterwards he gave it to her. So the Kess of Mishnah says, what is the machloikis between the Rambam and the Ravid? What are they arguing about? The Rambam and the Ravid are arguing, what is the prohibition of Nichush? What is, what is the prohibition of Nichush? The Rambam says the prohibition of Nichush is only if you act upon the sign. Eliezer went and said, if a girl comes and tells me, first you drink, and then your camels drink, then I'm going to marry her off. But it's not what happened. Because the Rambam doesn't learn like Rashi. The Rambam says that first he asked her, what's your name? And then only afterwards did he marry her off. So he didn't just go ahead and depend on the action of the Nichush itself. Because according to the Rambam, to be Menachish doesn't mean that you should go ahead and do something that's also, right? Do something that's like a, like a trick. You're going to make a sign. If three black cars pass me, I'll do something. That's only if you act upon it. It's only if you actually follow through and you buy the Disney stock. But according to the Ravid, the Ravid says no. The Ravid says he learns like Rashi. That according to the Ravid, even if you don't follow through, if you only go ahead and do those actions, it's still considered to be Nichush. So what's the machloikis of the Rambam and the Ravid? According to the Rambam, the Isra of Nichush is I lead my life based upon some sort of sign that I made for myself. And I act upon it. I actually go through with it. But according to the Ravid, even if I don't go through with it, that's still a problem of Nichush. So the Ravid says that this is a real problem. How did Eliezer do this? So the answer that the Kess of Mishnah wants to say is the following thing. What Eliezer did was, was not a sign. I'll, I'll give you an example. If I say, if three black cars pass me, I'll buy Disney stock. Does three black cars have anything to do with Disney stock? It's a foolish thing to say. If I say like, you know, people talk about if you step over somebody, you have to step back from him, right? So that's silliness. Walking over somebody, right? The only thing that's going to happen is you might step on them. But there's no, there's no reason. There's no, it's, it's superstition. It's a foolish thing. But over here, what Eliezer said made sense. Eliezer was looking for a wife for Yitzchak. What is one of the criteria of being from the base of Rome? Somebody who is a Balas Chesed. So now that he went ahead and he made the sign and it had some logic to it, that's, called no, that's not called Nichush. That is not called Nichush. Because it made sense. Nichush is when I say, oh, because my bread fell from my mouth, so I'm going to go gluten-free. You know? Something crazy like that. I'm saying, whatever. But the thing is, is that, that, that type of thing, that, that sign, it doesn't make any sense. The, the sign and the thing itself, it means that, that you, you're, you just made up this silly sort of of picture, of, 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 of uh, narrative, and then you're, you're acting upon it. So that's how the, the Ravid would learn the, uh, the case of Eliezer. Now the problem with the Ravid is a very interesting Gemara, fascinating Gemara in Maseches Chulun. And the Gemara is on Daf Tzadik Hei Amud Beis in Chulun. 
And it says the following thing. It says a story. Rav was going to his, to his son-in-law, whose name was Hanan. Right? And he was sitting there, and he had to cross the river. And when he, he was about to cross the river, they had like a ferry. And the ferry was coming towards him. So Rav said, Oh, if the ferry is coming towards me, it's going to be a fantastic day. Right? So he gets on the ferry, and he goes to his, uh, to his son-in-law's house. So I'm just going to read the Gemara. So he, comes, he says like this. Come above. He comes to the door, and it says that Rav looks through the peephole. He looks through the crack of the door, and he sees that Baruch Hashem, he came to a Bukharian Askara. It's full of meat on the table. Yeah? He comes there, there's lots and lots of meat. Lots and this. Come, and, he, and then he goes ahead, and he knocks on the door. And what happens is that everybody runs out to meet Rav. He's one of the G'dayla Adar. And Rav tells the Musa, he says, you can't eat the meat. Why? Because it's Basr and Salam and Ayin. If you leave meat unattended, we're scared that perhaps a non-Jew will mix the meat around with trefer meat. So the meat is Asr. So they talk about it and they, they explain to him why it's not Asr and it really became Mutter. But then it says that Rav did not eat the meat anyway. But the meat is Mutter. There's no problem of Basr Shani Salam in Ayin. Why did Rav not eat the meat? You know why? Because Rav did a nichush. When Rav saw the ferry coming towards him, he said it's going to be a good day, Rav accepted upon himself a punishment of not eating meat that day because of the nichush that he did. And listen to the words of the Gemara. Whoever does a nichush, not like Eliezer, is not a nochash. It's clear from here that what is the Gemara saying? That what Eliezer did was an iser. Right? Eliezer is anybody who doesn't do a nichush like Eliezer is not a nochash. What is the definition of a nochash? That's the definition of a nochash. Yeah? So the, so the Kesem Mishnah answers this Gemara, because this Gemara seems clear. The Gemara is not saying that what Eliezer did was Asr. It's that Eliezer is so dependent on it, that in order to be chayv on the Isra of Nichush, you have to be dependent on it. But that doesn't fit with the Ravid. So that's what the problem is with the Kesem Mishnah. The problem with this Gemara is the following, this is, what, this is the issue that we're having. How could Eliezer have done a Nichush? How could he have made a sign to marry Rivka, if according to the Ravid, even if he didn't follow through with it, it's still going to be Asr. So we said that it's logical and therefore it's Mutter. If it's logical and it's Mutter, so then what, is, what does the Gemara say? That anybody doesn't do a Nichush is not called a Nachash. What does that mean? So he says like this, a person who thinks that something that's illogical is logical, and that's the way he leads his life, that's called a Nachash. Somebody that his whole life, he comes up with all kinds of, I have to step out of the house with my right foot, and now that becomes like his mahalach in life, that's the issue of nichush. If a person is just being foolish, there's no nichush. But a person who lives his life with, because this happens, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, 
That's going to be the problem. That's how the case of Mishnah learns this Gemara according to the Ravid. Okay. Fine. I want to say, I didn't come yet to my question. I want to say something that I saw in a very rare Sefer, and I saw it in the Hashmatas to Parshas Lech Lecha. A very beautiful idea. But before I say this idea, I want to share with you a very obvious question. The obvious question is, when we think about the Torah, the greatest person, the greatest person who had a Muna was Avraham Avinu. The greatest Baal Betochen, person who had the most trust in Hashem, was Avraham Avinu. The greatest Talmud that he had was Eliezer. Damesic Eliezer, Doyle Mashkem Eteris Rabbi. Whatever you're going to say, what did he do this for? Why did he go ahead and create this trick? If the whole purpose is, and some Rishonim say that he said it like a tefillah, he didn't really mean that he was going to act upon it. But he said a prayer to Hashem. I'm going to find a wife for Yitzchak. What kind of wife? The one who goes ahead and does this. And the Gemara says, Shalallah Maybe it's not proper because maybe she's not going to be the right person. So the, the most obvious question that I have, whether you say it's an Issa or it's not an Issa, whatever you're going to say, why did he do it? If you are the Talmud of the greatest Baal Amunah, the greatest Baal Betochen, does that show Betochen that you need a sign to show and prove that you're right? Or does that show a lack of Betochen and trust? Why did he do it? That's the question that was bothering me. So I saw... One of the last uh, original, the Chodkever Rebbe, was called Yisrael Chodkever. So he has a sefer called Tiferes Yisrael. He says something very, very beautiful. And then I want to build off that a little bit. He says the following thing. Why is there a halacha that you first have to feed your animal and then you have to feed yourself? So says Rebbe Yisrael Chodkever, the reason why is when Adam Arishan did a chait, Every single one of us now are living in this world and the purpose of our existence is to fix the world. That's what we are sent. That's our mission. And it says by other Marishan that the, the earth became cursed and other Marishan now has to work the land and a person has to go to work and he has to bring Parnassa and what's the purpose of that? The purpose of that is tikkunim to bring out the Kedusha, the sparks of Kedusha that are inside the world. That is the purpose of Adam. An animal does not have that objective, does, that, does not have that purpose. So therefore, first you give the food to the animal, and then you eat. Because you have the responsibility of doing what? Of being metak in the food. The animal, his food is fine. Your food requires work and works armor. First you give to the animal and then you give to yourself. But the food over here was a completely different sort of food. Because it says that the water in a miraculous way went inside the jug of Rivka. Not only that, the Sidura Shashaba says, it says that the Evid was standing next to the well and then he ran towards Rivka. Why did he have to run towards Rivka? If he's standing next to the well, so she's standing next to him. So the Sidur Shashabbos is a Chiddush. 
He says, not only did the water come up by itself, but the entire spring moved to where she was. When the spring saw Rivka was coming, the entire spring moved towards her. The food that was given here, the water that was given, was bederech neis. When it's bederech neis, first the man eats, and then the animal. Because this food is already metukah. This food is already corrected. I want to explain what does this mean. It means the following thing. A person who's a menachash, how does he look at the world? He's looking for a way to lead his life. Because his life is one big chaos. There is no God, there is no order, and the actions that he does are meaningless. But he has to find a way on how to deal with this world. So he comes up with illogical, irrational ways to live his life. And we saw it ourselves. In the middle of COVID, what did everybody do? They went out and they bought cleaning supplies and toilet paper. For why? Because there is no God and there is no order in my life and I need to do something irrational to feel like I have control. The Isra of Menachesh is to show that I have control of my life even though it's completely irrational. Because this world is not rational. This world is chaos. There is no creator. There is no plan. And I have to come up and live my life according to this absolute chaos. That is the sense of Nichush. But over here what was happening is that a wife was being selected for Yitzchak. Yitzchak has to be the continuation of Avram Avinu. Eliezer goes ahead and he creates a chaos to show that this thing that seems chaotic, this thing that seems like a sign, is really as much a part of Hashem's plan like everything else. So even though he was Shal Shalaika Hagen, maybe the way he asked, but the Amuna of Eliezer was so deep, the Amuna of Eliezer was so profound that Eliezer believed that even this sort of silly thing that she'll pour for me and then for my camels is also a part of Hashem's design in this world. The things that seem most silly and most chaotic and most just seem to be as random as possible are really part of the Amuna of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose a wife for Yitzchak. And that's why Eliezer did it. And that's why his food was metukun. His food was corrected. Because he saw in the world that the entire world is one thread. Everything is interconnected. Everything has a plan and everything has meaning. That's how he saw the world. Now the animal doesn't eat first. I, the human being, eat first. Because that is my ability. To come to a world where nothing is chaotic, where nothing does not make sense, everything makes sense. That's how Eliezer created that world. We see something so strange about the entire story. Eliezer comes, he has kvitsa saderich. He has a kvitsa, why does he need to have kvitsa saderich? Why does there have to be this miraculous event where he just shows up on Lovan's doorstep. 
What's, why is that purpose? And the shame that is used for Kvitzah Saderich is the shame Aleph Hey Vav Hey. If somebody gets stuck, you should know. If you ever want to jump somewhere, teleport yourself. That's what you mechavit. Aleph Hey. Why? Because it's Esa Shamaim ve Esa Aretz. The Rosh Tevis of Esa Shamaim ve Esa Aretz is the shame Aleph Hey Vav Hey. It's also the shame for Zivugim, for Shiduchim, Aleph Hey Vav Hey. And the reason why is because everything in this world is a part of this plan, part of this design. I'll tell you something so strange. And the whole story of Eliezer, it says that Eliezer was standing on the eye. It says, al hagmalim. He stood on top of the gemalim. Why? What does it mean he stood on the gemalim? So the simple pshat is he stood, stood next to them. But the Arachayim HaKadosh says that he saw Lovin coming, he thought Lovin wants to kill him. So if you, somebody, if you see somebody coming to kill you, what do you do? What are you going to do? Lovan was, was a scary person. What are you going to do? So it said that he said the Shema Mefurish and he, lift, he lifted up in the sky. It says, Al-Agmolim is because he was up in the, in the sky. The next Pasuk, it says, Boy Baruch Hashem. Come down, Baruch Hashem. Right? Lama Tamoy Bachutz. Why are you standing outside? Come inside. Because Lovan told him, first come down from the sky and then we'll go inside. Why, why is that necessary? What's the idea? The idea is that Eliezer was an Eved Avram. And Eliezer was somebody who, there was no separation between the miraculous and the natural world. It was one thing. On a much, much deeper level, when a person sees there's things that happen in his life, this paper is here, this pen is here, everything in this world is with absolute design. And that's why he structured that the shidduch that Yitzchak is going to get is specifically going to come through a meme that looks like nichush. That looks like something which doesn't make sense and something which is just chaotic. Because even the chaos is a part of Hashem's design in this world. It's so important when we look at the world and we look at when we look at current events, is to find a Torah perspective on it. Because I feel it's so easy to slip back into not having a clarity as to what the world is about. And, you know, it's a month since, uh, since uh, Simchas Torah, a little bit over a month. And there's so much connection and there's so much the whole Eretz Yisrael changed over. But let's not go back to believing that what protects us is the army and our, and our enemy is our brother. Let's have clarity. What protects us is Hashem and our enemy is outside, not our brothers. That is just simple. There's no chaos in the world. Everything that's happening, we will one day be able to see that it has a purpose and has a meaning. Chavez.